This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. <clears throat> uh, topic, I found myself thinking about uh, the bad guys in Lord of the Rings, and the wonderful setup of the Dark Riders, you know, that we get more and more information uh, about them. And... Topic-wise, I'd like to circle around uh, the, um, the the Barrow Downs. So it's the, these barrows, these burial hills, and uh, they you know they actually exist. Um, they actually exist in England, in the UK, um, around the world. Uh, when I was in Asia, I actually got to see. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and uh, it continues these, to this day the um, burial gr the graves traditionally there are they are domed and uh, so rather than say a gravestone with maybe a, like a small mound you get this nice in Asia you get this nice arching um, dome it's not, it's not huge but uh, it still it's like oh wow impressive so back to the the barrow downs my where my mind went i was like wait a second here's these creatures that are living in uh hills uh, you know and and to the, these barrows are manufactured they're you know they're burial places the um if you're not up to speed on all of lord of the rings uh, the barrow, the barrow whites, the, the bad guys who are um, who are encountered. This is first book, uh, Fellowship of the Ring, and the barrow whites did not make it into the movie, so it was um, they followed. Yeah, they, they were actually they followed, but they were also part of the Tom Bombadil. Uh, stuff the chapters on uh, Tom Bombadil. So no spoilers, but uh, where my mind is going was going was this um, contrast between the uh, hobbits who are hill dwellers, and then here's the Barrow Whites who are hill dwellers, <clears throat> and. So the tradition, at least in the UK, is we're looking at the burial of um, important people. We're looking at uh, people who have some measure of wealth, and this is going back. Um, I could, I think, I can say thousands of years, or at least a thousand. We're going back, and uh, that. I did an episode um, probably about a year ago where it's talking about the this um, evolution of uh, going going from say these ancestors who become uh, deified, uh, you know, say it's ancestor worship, and then that transforms they they become uh, diminished into you know fairies, fairy folk leprechauns, etc., um, and, and still exist, 
in faction, <laughs> fantasy fiction. It's like a faction. Um, right. And where my mind was going with the Hobbits versus the Whites was, was that there's this uh, contrast between the two. The Barrow Whites, in a sense, that there's this stark reality versus the Hobbits, which is this uh, fantasy, right, of oh, there's these beings who exist in these hills, right, that they, they live there, the fairy folk, versus the reality of, um, you know, actual human beings who've been, uh, is it interned there? Interred? But they, yeah, that these, these bodies have been placed there. Uh, that leaving the Shire, uh, Hobbiton, where... The hobbits are from that they're le that they're leaving in a sense this kind of fantasy world and they're going out into more of the reality leaving the comforts of home and encountering this you know grotesque kind of perversion of of what they are and this uh no, spo no spoilers <laughs> uh this creature is is connected to past events, historical, whereas the hobbits are very present. Um, they're in the now, and they're not, you know, they don't know anything really about uh, about this creature, the white. I know that white means person, so this is W-I-G-H-T, so this is Anglo-Saxon, pretty sure, and like that the etymology uh, that it, it means and to it wouldn't be so much the etymology it would be just straight the meaning the definition of it uh, here's a word that we don't use now except for um, say from Tolkien that say we want sort of some reference to Tolkien J.R.R. Tolkien so here he is you know, rehashing reusing a word and I like the notion that, you know, that here we have uh, the kind of like we've stepped through the mirror where, you know, it's this like the, the mirror universe and here's, you know, bad, the bad hobbits, right? Or here's this really stark look. Um, f from there, I'm going to the end. So this is Return of the King, third book. And that we get this snapshot of of what the Shire, what Hobbiton uh, could be. Um, we get that glimpse as well in uh, Galadriel. So this is the I, I believe it's the forest, isn't it? It's called Lothlorien, and uh, Galadriel gives the, gives us this glimpse of of what could be. And there's this question of what is versus what could be look in and you see this thing and and um, they see this potential for the Shire right I'm just now thinking of the word doom uh, which has a negative connotation now but not too long ago had this um, it meant fate what is your doom and is this something that would pop up more in say historical or say fantasy high fantasy 
and yeah, so there's this it's kind of wrestling with, oh, should we go back and take care of our place or should we go forward to, um, to truly assure uh, protecting? Uh, yeah. And, and yet I'm, I'm struggling with the, the fantasy of Hobbiton. I was <laughs> my, my only convention. It wasn't my only panel, but the only convention that I, I've been able to go to. Um, and we'll see how things go with the pandemic. But because it was awesome. I really had a great time. Uh, of course, stress, you know, stress. But it was like, you know, very um, comfortable, accommodating. Anyways, I was on a Tolkien panel and, you know, we got a bit uppity and I did, I, I sort of, the whole point of it was just uh, that the, the topic was to enjoy uh, Tolkien, right? That we're going to, what we liked about Tolkien rather than critiquing Tolkien. And I remember saying that, I, I believe I said this in the episode before, at least once, about... Um, this utopia, uh, this desire for something that that, that doesn't exist. Uh, I saw one reference to it that it, it's deep England, right? It's this fantasy of something that doesn't exist. It's like going out to the countryside and you know marveling at the at farmers and etc. Uh, etc. Et you know even people working in the woods, marveling. You know it's like you know oh you know look at those lumberjacks or you know look at that so-and-so-and-so. And, and meaning, too, people who are living out there, working there, you know, not some fisherman who's, you know, it's the weekend and they're going to go fly fishing and, and <laughs> this, this, is their, this is their way to stay sane. It's like, no, no, you know, people who actually, they, they live out there. Um, yeah. And, and this kind of, um, it's, it's, not, it's almost like the noble savage. It's like, you know, the noble um, um, rural figure or, you know, the, the noble um, farmer, right? It's, it's like, what? It's like going into the city. It's like a farmer going into the city and seeing people working in the city and going, oh, look at these noble businessmen, right? You know, sacrificing themselves on the altar of <clears throat> <coughs> capitalism. So that's my cue to get some uh, water. Can I say libation? I think I've said it. I'm pretty sure that means to drink. We get uh, we get water in Vancouver. Um, there's a reservoir uh, way up in um, I think yeah, it's in the mountains. I just found out recently we have these mountains um, just to the north and the water is kept up there and uh, and then it comes down and it's you know cleaned chlorinated when it reaches us it's got this um, it's a bit of a stink and um, so we've got we've got a bit of a filter to, which just takes the edge off Okay, <clears throat> so hills, barrow whites, hobbits. The, the the yeah, the hobbits. 
living in, in these hills. And and two, this is this is not anything new. There's this long um, it's history. It's in literature of um, these hollow hills where uh, and two, it's a variety of experiences. Sometimes it's the little people, um, but then sometimes it's the big people, right? It's uh, uh, almost like, say, you know, upper class versus a lower class. Um, the, you know, the, these continuing notions of, you know, who is it, right? That there's still this nobility that's attached to, um, to these uh, burial places, and it's it's odd too that we would think that they that they are continuing, and um, but there's that heritage there. There's that ancestor worship that still exists. Um, but there's the oddity of of making um, making the dead into these uh, the living, right? Say Tolkien is going and doing that. And not only is he doing that, but he's he's investing them with culture and um, specifics like things like you know they have um, this hair on the back of their feet they've got these rugged feet which, which again brings me back to the you know the noble um, country pastoral person there's a word somewhere in there shepherd maybe I'm trying to think of a occupation but the but you know more so along along the lines of savage there's something diminutive um but it's also this oh you know that um this it's the celebration talking down right you know oh you're so great you know it's like ah uh, really <clears throat> um why why do this uh why go to the hobbits like say why what is it about this um, split that we have? On one hand, we have um, <laughs> graveyard goods, and then on the other, we have this uh, zest for life that is kind of reminding me of, that's interesting, um, uh, Gwen and the Green Knight. Um, not to spoil, at some point, there is this... Uh, Green Chapel, if I'm correct, I believe it's called the Green Chapel, and it, it's this mound, right? It's this. Um, there, there's a number of odd things going on with the descriptions. What is Gwen in the Green Knight? You can imagine Gwen, uh, one of the Knights of the Round Table. Um, the Green Knight is this expression of nature, uh, and, and to not just as vibrant, but also as this kind of emblem of, of death and rebirth. Um, you know, the plants every year, lush and green, harvest, death, and then, you know, this resurrection, you get planted again. And so the green knight represents this. <clears throat> the green knight is located at the green chapel and what I'm interested in is the this playing with a chapel. Why why is it called a chapel? 
And why not just call it, you know, the green hill or some other word for hill, mound, um, barrow. <clears throat> but instead, it's, it's, uh, it's chapel. And right, right there, there's the connotations, at least in that story, uh, which brings me back to the hobbits and it brings me back to uh, the Barrow Whites. With the hobbits, there's this life. There's this life energy. Um, uh, they're, you know, they're living. Yes, yes, Moss, obviously. Um, but I'm, I'm looking for sort of the underneath. And I think this is part of me going back to, uh, say, this you know, wonderful series of books put out by Christopher Tolkien um, that chronicles, I guess it would be, chronicles the... Um, the creation of, of Middle-earth. Right, so on one hand we have this vibrancy and then on the other hand we have the, the opposite. We have this rejection of that. We have this, um, this creature that is, is not alive. Um, you know, is not preoccupied with that. And two, it's a whole area. It's not just one barrow, one burial hill. It's many, many. <clears throat> There's big standing stones. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> There's there's these remnants of the past, and we learn more later that it, that they are that this is. Um, I believe it's part of a. Um, battlefield right that you know there was this battle then there were these burials and once again i'm not entirely sure i just remember there was this information about um who who were uh or who was this barrel white um is it to say that the white who is a person you know that that's the meaning of the word that you know, this is what happens to people versus uh, the hobbits who in their, you know, that that they transform their hills, their their barrows are, you know, are more like chapels. They're, they're filled with this light. That's not, that's not actually very accurate, I think, because th there isn't that sense. I say, I get it more. The The problem with the barrow whites is, is that they are not um there there isn't isn't that notion that's in Gawain and the green knight of this sort of vibrancy you know that even even in death there's this life and you know here here's me going for you know fer fertility stuff right um moss no yeah it's all the same thing uh but um I'm just, yeah, I'm just sitting with this notion of these two different uh, interpretations. Hill, you know, <laughs> there's the hill, and here's two different ways of looking at it. On one hand, we have fairies. On the other hand, we have uh, dead bodies. And, and, yet, and yet there is this coexistence. <laughs> wow, Moss, you're really reading into this. And but uh, but that's part of that's part of the experience, and I I have been influenced. 
I do recommend it if you haven't uh, and to it it becomes way more possible when you um, when you're a senior a senior citizen it's uh, at least locally it's worth checking out because um, and, you know you can study fantasy you can go uh, research this stuff <coughs> and it's it's so interesting so we can take a look at um, and that was my experience because I, I went back to, to school um, <laughs> as like the rabbit hole and eventually I ended up in these English lit classes but I, I would always you know get I, I went to one a couple times it might have been going in the green night I loved it so much I went twice uh, and too, that's a reminder for myself is, is to keep that open, uh, after the pandemic, you know, why not do it now? <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, so, so where to run with this? We, we've, we've got, we've got a hill. We've got two ways of looking at the hill. Um, but the hobbits are coming from this tradition of, of the leprechauns, right? Say, I use the word uh, diminutive, um, that the, 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 there's this taking of the high status uh, individual who's buried in the hill, and that the, this individual survives on one hand, and yet is, um, such as the leprechaun, the leprechaun is... Uh, a shoemaker, that's what leprechaun means um, in Irish, Gaelic. Um, and <clears throat> so you might not see it so much now. There's little clues going on, um, but occasionally it'll pop up and show, you know, um, a cobbler, right? Or some kind of um, shoe connection like, what was it? I think shoemaker and the elves right, where the, the shoemaker falls asleep and the elves come in and, and they do a bunch of work. Um, and then it goes wrong somehow. <laughs> as soon as he sort of tries to speak to the elves, then they just, you know, poof, disappear. And, you know, the deal was, right, you know, don't, don't say anything and you could just have it good for the rest of your life. I'm not sure what this is, you know, there's probably something about employees or something or good times. You know, you're blessed with the uh, um, good luck until, until you, you know, until you ruin it somehow. So the hobbits are coming from that, that tradition. Um, there's, uh, there, there's sort of wonderful questions there. It's like, oh, well, where do, where do the feet come from, right? Where do, where do the, um, those elements that seem more Tolkien, is it something that he's importing from something else? Um, like say more uh, on the continent, something Scandinavian? Um, <clears throat> with, with characters, with um, spirits, creatures like the leprechauns, um, there are individuals that become feral. So we, we on, on one sense, we have these individuals who are, 
th there's this sort of nobility, there's a kind of Celtic, Gaelic uh, history there, but there's also the, the barbaric and the wild, the feral. Um, there's legends of the Fomarians, and, and I'm pretty sure that they were um, a sort of leftover reference to uh, Neanderthals or the uh, people who were in the UK before the, the Celts arrived. So, so we have on one side we have um, this sort of this variety of these people who are connected to the to the land um, that they have. It, it's almost like encountering somebody who who lives in the countryside. Um, my return to uh, the UK to like you know check it out, celebrate it. Um, to see it, and I had, uh, I ran into language problems, and um, but there was this sort of feeling of once again deep England returning, that there's this feral quality, which is weird because I'm sure it works both ways, that they're sitting there looking at at North America, etc., and uh, sort of like you know. Oh yes, you know, look at look at our progeny, or look at our, you know, they're descended from us, right? But we're, you know, we're the, we're the real deal. We invented English. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then vice versa, right? Um, in, encountering it, and having this feeling of, you know, oh. You know, we're, we're, we've returned, gone, kind of gone back in history, right? And there's all this, you know, old stuff that uh, we don't have, especially in Vancouver. <clears throat> so that's where I'm getting with the hobbits is, is that they're an expression of something, again, that's hoped for and desired and, and that they don't exist or something that doesn't exist, but that there's this longing for I think I'm treading over my episodes again. So let's shift over to the Barrow Whites. Um, stark reality. Uh, once again, treading over old episodes. This, uh, the notion of return and the desire for something uh, from, say, our childhood that didn't exist. Um, in a sense, in a sense, it does exist, right? There, there's this you know, wonderful naivete, etc. <clears throat> the wonder of being 12 year old, um, the golden age of 12 years old, and contrasted with uh, the the stark reality that we enter. Can we say that the hobbits are our childhood? That you know, here are these individuals, and two putting parents into the mix, putting the whole experience of I think Tolkien called it the nursery, of that, you know, that here's sort of the comforts of of home, and say, you know, of course the relationships, you know, being treated, um, in really so well, right? You're taken care of, you're fed, but then. As we mature into the barrel whites, <laughs> I love where this is going. Um, so adults are barrel whites. 
uh, the threat of adults and uh, that yeah that in this maturity you know we're losing this life and we're becoming soulless we're becoming lifeless soulless um, and yet we're still animate and we still demand um, attention um, there's this whole ritual that happens with the Barrow White and as I'm as I'm saying this and thinking about it, I always felt like there was a ritualistic quality to what the Barrow White wanted to do to the hobbits. And not wanting to spoil it too much. Um, and to maybe just if if you don't <laughs> just turn this off if and then that way I can I can proceed and not have to worry about it. <clears throat> So uh, this ritual, what is this ritual? This ritual involves taking that life. It's sort of like that they've unwittingly, unwillingly um, uh, left where they were and now they've arrived in this uh, place that lacks the, the energy, the, the spark that they have. And here's an individual, the, the white, the person who is taking this away from them. Um, can we say as well that, that this, it's very much like the essay on fairy stories where Tolkien's talking about, you know, that we desire a return uh, to the nursery, right? And we, that we, we crave that there's something really important there that's missing. Uh, I'll see it with parents. I have a number of, uh, friends, family who have had kids, are having kids, grandkids too, and w watching the, um, this return happen with, with these, these adults, that these adults via their kids are able to um, go back there and experience. Myself, uh, you know, I've, I've had some really great, um, like say with um, family, family, um, my brother and sister, um, and, but at, at the same time, having this strange kind of, uh, it's not for me that, you know, oh, I'm an adult, I have to, you know, figure this out, I have to, you know, sort of find my vocation, and, uh, which, that has been my sort of burden, it's like, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so where I want to take this, where I am taking this, is that the Barrow Whites are, in a sense, are us. They are us at our worst, the, you know, emptiness, um, this craving <clears throat> for what the, uh, this is getting weird too, what the, um, the younger best part of ourselves has. So um, not so much say like, you know, a, a father figure or parent or mother even uh, draining uh, the life force, but more the um, this a representative of uh, and I pick I picked that up from screenplay writing that this is um, a representative of uh, institution. This is representative of the establishment, right? This sort of this outside. Um, threat 
right? And it, it requires following the rules and, uh, yeah. But uh, in, in this encounter between these two sides, there, the, the threat is like the ultimate threat. And so it's, it's not just a matter of, you know, feeling, feeling like, you know, the, the life is draining out of you because, you know, you're, you're at some kind of job that, um, <laughs> that's the feeling. This is, so it's not a, a figurative, this is a literal draining of the life. And I'm appreciating it. I'm also seeing it as, um, uh, as white, uh, whites as people. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into the color thing right now. Like say, oh, let's see what's going on. I just got a message. <laughs> that was weird. The phone starts flashing. Okay, so uh, people versus hobbits as representatives of um, uh, fairyland, fairyland and uh, the, the other world, in, in, especially in the sense, the Celtic sense of, of other world. The, you know, the, there's this literal other place where these individuals uh, exist and who are, exist in enchantment <clears throat> and yeah, a, a totally sort of other way of, of living. I remember watching a show. So this, I'm pretty sure it's something like BBC. I think uh, this was PBS showing some, some British uh, mysteries. And I think the mysteries were something like um, 1920s. Uh, I don't know if it's Dorothy L. Sayers, but... I recall the setting and I'm recalling a character and it was a, it was a young woman <clears throat> who, who, who believed herself. She identified as, as a, a fairy, as an elf person. And uh, so she would be out every day running around and, um, you know, talking to plants and, um, also, to the the character was sort of seen as a bit um, touched. There's an interesting word. Uh, yeah, touched. Touched by what? Touched by who? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but but the, this character was, um, in a sense, they were living in another world, the world of the imagination, and. I'm just remembering them, but that the, the, there was this association and this connection. Now I'm thinking of some people uh, a couple of years ago involved in writing and publishing, and they uh, it, was, it was this sort of awkward moment of uh, we were we were talking about you know fairy uh, fairyland um, fairies, and I, I I was coming at it from the the viewpoint of the imagination and and for them they were believers like they had this uh uh whatever you know <laughs> spiritual uh it's like sort of sl slowly backing off and they were kind of you know really kind of 
it felt like they were freaked out and that I was going to sort of mock them or something like that. And it was, it was more just sort of confusing. confusing. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, right. But uh, is Tolkien saying that, you know, we as people are go-to um, hobbits or these representatives and uh, of of deep England, of, of this other land, other world, and that 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 we that there's a kind of vampire quality to what's going on to this sort of relationship. I like that flip around. I, I because often um, elves, not so much Tolkien's elves, but elves say um, even currently elves are portrayed as. Um, sort of like these aliens, uh, you know, or that they're very um, dangerous, malevolent, right? That, you know, that they are, they are the vampires. Uh, where, well, why not that it's, you know, people why, uh, or a person, a white, that is, is doing this um, vampirism? Um, it, it makes sense in a, in a way. I'm just thinking of, the episode I did on vampires that was talking about um, consumption, um, tuberculosis, where there there was this sort of this draining away. There's this disease. Uh, right now, of course, we're in pandemic land. And one of the things I dislike is... Uh, I think it's like tragedy advertising. That was one of them. Um, book ads on Twitter. I kept on seeing, just started right away. It was like, well, you're trapped inside, you know, and waiting for the pandemic to be over. Why not read my book? You know, it was, it was, it was just like, oh, you know, no, I don't. That's not, that's not what's happening. Um, entertainers it's it seems like it's happening everywhere it's the entertainers are doing the same thing and you know okay you know oh yeah we're going to entertain you from home it's like no i i don't want that um that's not what this is about the the best was um lady gaga uh raising money right to you know to help that that was like, you know, yes, okay, finally, you know, there's, there's one person out there who understands what's going on, that this is not an opportunity, right, to, you know, and, and yet, it totally promotes a product, you know, brand, whatever. But it, it's, it, it's, it's the brand that wins and speaks, you know, it's, it's ethics, instead of, you know, hey, look at me. Um, yeah, and uh, it's kind of, it's kind of gross. It's like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> and two, maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot by critiquing that. You know, Moss, come on. It's a perfect opportunity. It's a golden opportunity. Um, let's get back to the topic. Okay, yeah, this, this, this draining, this lack of life force that, okay, I guess it's that the argument is that we existed we were hobbits we were little people and two not in the sense of um oh no <laughs> um people uh who are 
let's sort of adults, right? Adults who are, um, oh no, I've, now I've dug it. Okay, so as children, right, um, to equate it, and even within Lord of the Rings, that there's this equation of the hobbits are childlike, right? And they, you know, they're short. Um, watching the making of Lord of the Rings, that, and, and seeing just how short the, the actors, who are little people, um, that, that they are, uh, I, I did, yeah, I just didn't realize like how, how short it's just, you know, oh my gosh. And it, it was, it was a certain, um, sort of body type, right. That, that was more like say a child's, a child's body, um, sort of very slight, I guess that would be, yeah. And then what is it? It's the actor who's doing Frodo uh, was, um, who's, you know, is everywhere. I, I think it's this uh, East Indian actor. Um, yeah. He was in the Charlie and the Chaplin. Charlie and the, Ch Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, okay. So. So let's get back to it. And we are at... We're moving towards the, the third act, the last quarter. Uh, so uh, uh, the, the crisis that would, of this would be that we are the Barrow Whites, that we, um, we lack, and, and we lack, but also that we, um, in a sense, we wreck, um, we th we're a threat to, uh, yeah, the, the world outside of the shower, the world outside of um, Hobbiton is, uh, is a threat. And, and as, we, as we go out further, though, we encounter people, we encounter a person such as Strider, <clears throat> who, who don't have as much of a, of a threat. And I'm just, I'm just thinking, though, say, is it, it, it feels like the Barrel White is this foreshadowing and, and saying, you know, you know, this is a taste of what's to come, right? There's this really terrible danger out there that is going to take, take the life away, um, weaken. And uh, so with consumption and tuberculosis, there's a sense of, um, a sense of say a wasting away a, a disease that is threatening the life. Um, there's a, an activity, a way of being that the Barrow White inhabits. What were they? Um, warriors. Uh, this was, this was an upper class uh, person, um, part of say a royal family who had died uh, in this fighting. And I'm, I'm, I'm having sort of like um, a, a mix of uh, memory because I think it's in the second book or third book. There's there's this marsh where you're not supposed to look in the water because there's the faces of dead people in the water, and 
if you look too long, then you'll get sucked down. And there's something about candle candles over the bodies or candlelight something. And so I'm kind of getting that mixed up a bit. I'm, I'm very sure though that the, for the Barrow White, that there was this um, battle or something, something that was there. Perhaps it's, perhaps it's just the notion of, of history, that history is draining and uh, exhausting. And, and here we have this creature who, we have history that, you know, doesn't, it doesn't end. Um, there's, there's something of, there's something of the, um, the continuing threat to, um, especially say to England, right? You know, it gets through, it gets through one thing and now it's, you know, having another, uh, yeah. But, but I really do feel that it, it's, it's more to do with a critique of, of say, how, how we live our lives and how, how we are, um, we, we, we go to live, <laughs> we go to live in, in our hill, you know, it's like, oh, we're all grown up now. And, uh, and then sort of hitting that midlife crisis and, you know, miserable and, why am I not happy that I'm, you know, I'm going to go find happiness. Um, and, and yeah, just the unfortunateness of it. And that, that we end up as, as in a sense, we end up as monsters and uh, very confused, uh, bitter monsters um, who hopefully can, can, you know, figure it out. Hopefully we've, we've got some remnant of our hobbit, hobbitness, <clears throat> I, I am interested in, in that it's not so black and white with, say, Strider, that there's these um, people or persons out there um, that they could be called whites, but that they are more than that, right? That, they, um, that there's something redeemable about, about these individuals, that they're not, you know, vampiric um, people, uh, because it's tempting to do that to just sort of blanket, right? You know, all human beings are terrible. And, uh, and, and then it's like, well, no, no, no. You have to sort of footnotes on a bad day, right? Or, um, you, know, you know, mostly good, <laughs> mostly harmless. So, um, so we are, that's our crisis that, uh, you know, the barrows, the whites, they're representing the worst part of us. And uh, then the Shire is, is the best. Uh, and then, of, of course, you know, is that true? Is this, <laughs> if we go ask the, the, the noble um, farmhand, right, you know, is this, is it true? Is it, you know, is it, are you living the life? Um, and I'm just remembering, um, what is it? My one branch of my family, Irish ancestors. And, you know, it's like that the answer, I, I, I know the answer would eventually be, you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> this is not a good, this is not cool. Uh, <clears throat> so we're moving into the climax. So this is the third act. What? <laughs> 
what what can we do there's there's a kind of feeling like just sort of that the hobbits are this you know the ritual sacrifice that they're supposed to give themselves up um there's an echo of that in the standing stones this sort of primitive quality of um of of the past that it, the past requires this sacrifice like once again we're supposed to lay down our lives for um you know monarch i think that's a polite way of saying it you know as you know, the call goes out um that, that has changed to some degree but it's you know we're it's still around the corner we're still we're still faced with events that um that echo yeah, in this weird, weird way. So we're moving towards this synthesis and, you know, how can these two sides uh, coexist? Distance seems to have made a difference, right? Not, not living in the same place. Uh, it's kind of like living in the same house as a monster that, um, I don't know if, about your experiences, but say, you know, for mine, it's, you know, oh, we'll just, you know, move out. Don't live with the monster. And uh, hopefully you're not taking the monster with you. You probably have a small monster in the bag of somewhere that you can, um, you know, take to somebody to examine. <laughs> what do I do with this? How do I get this parasite off me? Mm. And, and, and that's, that's, that's a great, that's a great quest. But yeah, so how can we deal with this thing, this Barrow White? Uh, and two, it, it, it is interesting, and now I'm spoiling, so stop now. Uh, but what happens to the Barrow White is that he is sung away that Tom Bombadil shows up and Tom Bombadil's music, voice, singing, uh, chanting, enchanting, and that motivates the creature, right? To sort of, to leave, uh, to leave this grave and, and go elsewhere. I, I'm guessing heading off to, towards Mordor. Um, but it, it's, it's a really cool, bizarre um, scene that, that doesn't work in some senses. Um, bards with Dungeons and Dragons, this role-playing game, and uh, characters you can play called bards, that they have this similar thing that they can do, but that there's, a, there's a lot of dislike for them. Um, I tried playing a bard once, and... And uh, I, I was, uh, I was told no, <laughs> that's not an option. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, so, so we have, uh, so we have our, we have our hobbits. They have been rescued. A very, um, what is it called? Um, machina, um, Deus Ex Machina, that that you know that they haven't pulled themselves out and two this this happens a couple times that they are rescued and i think this is sort of like the end of that 
that, you know, they, they no longer have that person. So they've got to find somebody else to, you know, to rescue them. <clears throat> uh, you know, and, and it, it lends to this sort of um, dependency, this quality of dependency uh, that the, the, the hobbits require others. There's this notion that they've been sheltered, um, that they've been protected, um, that there's this buffer between their world and, in a, in a sense, the real world. Um, these these children don't have to deal with um, stuff, and that wasn't that wasn't necessarily my um, experience. You know, um, I did have some good times, but uh, there was this definite threat. And as I'm saying this, I'm going, oh, you know, other kids must have that as well. You know, to whatever degree. Um, you know, there's. Uh, death, someone in the family passes away or something, you know, important, some kind of threat. <clears throat> and, yeah, and too, as we, as we leave our childhood, which is, on one hand, it sort of makes a sense of, oh, of course you leave your childhood. Um, but I just love meeting people who've, who've retained something. And I'm fairly sure that I have, or at least I've, you know, manufactured something. I'm sure that I've kept something. <clears throat> and to, you know, th you know, thanks to uh, Tolkien and, you know, other experiences that cultivate that. So... So we have our, we have our mounds, we have our hills, our barrows. And, and, and the two, the two shall never meet. A synthesis asks us to push these two things together. Is, is it to say that these childlike hobbits and this adult-like um, person is white? And I, I think they're too... I, 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 this is for myself. I'll bring in the critique of um, white as also pun of, you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant wasp. <clears throat> was he a Protestant? And no, he was a Catholic... I think he might have started off as a Protestant, maybe. So if you're not familiar with that, um, the big split in Christianity is between these two sides, the Catholics and the Protestants. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, is it that the Catholics are sort of childlike and then the Protestants, you know, they've left and they're miserable? It's like, no, 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 that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Uh, but it's good to explore, you know, and to roll over these things and check them out from different angles. Okay, so the, the pun and the, the difficulty of it, <clears throat> that 
uh, say, you know, hobbits growing up in this kind of strange evolution uh, that, you know, they, they transform into these undead um, adults. Uh, but not just that, that, the, that their race changes. It sort of works along the lines of, you know, if, if you say races is in, um, you know, the dwarves are a race, the elves are a race. Uh, but, but then it, it falls apart because, you know, that's, that's where the pun doesn't work. Um, and also where I don't like just personally sort of myself writing, um, you know, digging around in fantasy and, and there's something like that. And, and it sort of like, you know, I saw that, Oh, is he saying, is he meaning something? Is there this deeper meaning? And he's talking about racism and, you know, can I kick? connect that later to the um the the warriors the soldiers that are from the eastlands uh yeah question mark is it to say that these divisions is it sort of say questioning <laughs> you know i i'm reaching here this is you know here's Here's the hobbits in um, England. I, and too, I saw this great map that was, I, I don't know if I mentioned I saw this great map that had uh, Rivendell and Hobbiton at Oxford. And, and, and then, yeah. And, and then, of course, there's the, um, the water in between the channel and uh but um, say most of metal earth is is um is that true anyways i saw this map and 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 there was some um, letters apparently where he's talking about what what his intentions were and it, the, that uh the, their journey in lord of the rings going down uh puts puts it close to there was i think i think it was florence and it was troy that, that those were connected to um, to this to writing the plot the story okay so um, you know is 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 there something is there something a synthesis that can be achieved uh, you know can this mound be both things can it be fairy tales and archaeology uh, is 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 it too much you know of a of a contrast even with our you know i, I don't want to say vast intellect but our um technology you know our um our ability with science into very fragile it's so weird to see a threat uh, to science and uh, and yet that that's nothing new. There's this um, desire for the supernatural. Um, yeah, I'll just let that tumble down. So um, bringing it back to something like the the Green Chapel, that there are other stories we have. Oh, and not so much stories. Yeah, stories. But uh, 
in a contemporary sense that fairy tales still exist. Uh, I know a large number of writers who, and quote unquote, know, but um, I've encountered online uh, who are obsessed, um, myself as well, uh, obsessed with this question of, you know, what is it? <laughs> what is it that we are? Do we have some amazing quality or are we just, you know, um, bones that, you know, are going to get chucked or burnt up or something? And uh, what is what is history without, you know, it's wonderful trappings of mythology. It's, you know, it's quite stark um, that, you know, there's there is an undead quality to the past. Uh, the past does come alive, um, you know, in my sort of more metaphysical moments, you know, I like to, I like to imagine that there's not so much of a um, boundary uh, with the past that say, you know, it is, it is possible to look at a, a burial mound, um, for example, in Korea, but that say it has so much profound meaning rather than just, you know, oh, well. That's just, you know, that's just some organic matter, right? That's just, you know, dirt, worm food, um, and, you know, and instead that, that there's more going on than that. There's sort of, yeah, there's sort of like this hope of, of something happening. In the, in the, oh, so we're at the end technically. I'll just sum it up. Um, with with there's a song that happens that the white does this undead um person uh ghoul in a sense um but there's there's this there's these um trinkets and i think there's kind of clothing and there's um ceremonial stuff and then there's this song or poem that's that's being intoned in a way there's this chanting there's this enchantment uh, versus then Tom Bombadil's um, singing, and, and and just that they you know they're coming from different different experiences, different intentions. Um, but in a weird way, there's a hope that exists uh, between both, and and you know and yes, it's 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 horrific on one side. But on, on the other, there's this, um, there's this sort of a, a, a triumph. Um, yeah. And so I'll leave it there. All right. Take care.